Hello, Mount Rushmore listeners. We're deep into the summer movie season, so what better time to assemble the Mount Rushmore of summer blockbusters? We have five people on the roundtable this week, including one super secret, super special guest. We're going to need a bigger table. Hit me with that theme music. Okay, and welcome to Mount Rush 4. I'm your host this week, Josh Thomas, and our topic, as I said at the top of the show, is summer blockbusters. One word comes to mind when you think of summer blockbusters, big. Big directors, Spielberg, Lucas, Cameron, Bay, Nolan, big actors, Harrison Ford, Robert Downey Jr., Roy Snyder, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, big stories, dinosaurs run amok on an island adventure park. A group of superhero te- uh, superheroes team up to stop an alien invasion from destroying New York City. An intergalactic battle between good and evil and father and son. Big budgets, upwards of $300 million, And hopefully, bigger profits. $2.78 billion being the top one. Uh, and since the ni- mid-1970s, uh, when the blueprint was laid down for modern blockbusters, Hollywood has been trying to wow audiences with bigger and better thrills each year. All right, let's go ahead and introduce the panel. Watch out, ladies. Don't get caught up in his pornado. We got Daniel. <laughs> the pornado is going to be the greatest movie of all time. It's the story of two true love waits gr- people that have to survive a pornado. And if you get caught in the pornado, you become a derelict, and then your life ends because all you do is look at pornography. If Sharknado can work, pornado can work. I found a piece of copper a minute ago made in China. It's like four TJ, bucks a pound right there. They yeah, so save that. TJ, what what do you think about this copper right now? Um, if you were to rate this piece of copper on a scale of one to copper, how much <laughs> copper do you think that is right there? Oh, we want my poundage or just one to copper? I'd one say to copper. 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 Is it copper? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we have copper. That's Mr. Bart Farker himself, <laughs> TJ. How you doing, TJ? Um, pretty excellent. Yeah, uh, I actually haven't gone to many movies this summer, but the two that I've seen have been really good. So, yeah. um, but I'm well versed. I, I started going to like summer blockbusters in. The, early 80s i guess mm-hmm. i don't know so i should be i'm primed for this ready right. to go in our four spot uh i'm really happy to have him on one of my best friends throughout college uh it's zach williams how you doing zach hey guys uh, thanks for having me on the show uh, and actually actually we have a super special guest this this is a surprise for uh daniel and tj over here i don't know if you noticed the the guy like did you with find, a sheet covering did, over him did you finally bring me <laughs> my dream what are we did going? you yeah. bring me Michelle Rodriguez? <laughs> she, I just thought this place is was she haunted. There? She might be under that sheet. You 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 ready to? If for you me to bring her it? there, I will pay your way to the Bahamas. All right, three, two, one. Welcome back. This not is Michelle Rodriguez. Not God at all. Not at all. Not at all. Yes, I'm back from David. assignment in Syria. You know, just kind of hanging out, <laughs> getting, my, getting the lay of the land, just kind of chilling. Good time of year. Good pricing, you know, for trips over in Syria right now. So good times. Good times. Got to see a lot of summer blockbusters over there, like on the cheap, like in the market. They were selling like the DVDs, like movies that hadn't even come out yet man like bootleg movies you know like bootlegs bootleg snacks and next friday to the bootleg movies man <laughs> we're getting the band back together so you were eating awesome. a whole lot of um it's not it's not harpo gummy bears but it's cvs gummy bears <laughs> it, it, of it, movies it was like two or three steps down from cvs gummy <laughs> bears <laughs> do you have aids now 
they haven't they haven't identified what I have. And they might be calling it they might be calling it the David Smith virus. So you that that's did my leave lasting in time legacy. Before she knows that she's pregnant, right? I I am educated, t- Daniel. I do know what to do in those situations. Of course, deny, deny, deny. Deny what? Take that girl to Maury and figure out what the real is. <laughs> and if it's not real, you get to run around the stage saying, yeah, bitch, I know. What's up? What's up? Because before that, you were all talking about how you was going to support your baby up until the point that ain't your baby. Fuck that kid at that point. Oh, I've missed this so much. Um, more importantly than, uh, yeah, your your deadbeat dad status. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, have, you been, have you been tanning? You look very tan. I didn't know. I, th- I think that's just the Sicilian in me coming out this summer. <laughs> I went tanning today. I've I've been missing out on. I've been moving a lot. So. Yeah, I, I was, I'm getting to um, hashtag base god base tan. This is what my goal is for the rest uh, of the summer. We should make a bet. Who's more bronzed by the end of the summer? Yo, let's get in the topic. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> uh, we should make a bet. At how many times I say hashtag something tonight? Let's go ahead and go around the table and and say what makes a good summer blockbuster for you, Daniel. Titties and explosions. If it's got a set of tits in it and it's got some good explosions, then I'm usually all about it. Um, if not, I like an interesting dialogue and a good conclusion to my story. No. If I'm going to the movies in the summers, I want to shit, see shit blow up. And typically, usually with a huge-ass budget, and it's just all crazy, maybe like Wild Wild West where Homeboy becomes a spider robot. That's kind of cool. Or like an Avengers where Tony Stark saves the world but we don't know if he's alive or dead and they go eat some food shawarma shawarma i like that in movies tj um well i mean if i could tell you what a good summer blockbuster was i'd work in hollywood because i mean there's i think think what's really funny is that like the the bombs like like last year what was it uh john carter came out and just like that was actually in march yeah um, there's a film that they didn't know what to do with oh david we've missed your ability to sit there and (laughs) cut his ass off with bullshit fact this is the one episode i really wanted to Um, come back also uh, i I do know my shit on this what's happening this summer uh what's the one that just after earth let's uh, say after earth after Earth, or, there was another bomb. one that's really stinking up the joint right now. Uh, I think it was kind oh, of a bomb. Yeah, uh, and oh lord, I'm drawing a blank because it's such a bomb. Uh, oh no, Lone Ranger. Yeah, Lone Ranger is like another one where it's like they spend all this money. And I think those are kind of funny. You think like, all right, Johnny Depp, Summer, we got you know uh, some. It's a licensed you know uh, a character that people know about, and then all of a sudden just yeah, like shits the seventy bed. year olds know about the Lone Ranger. <laughs> that was problem for Disney. But um, yeah, so I think it's it's you never know what's gonna do it, but um. The, the good ones are the ones you yeah remember. So, how about yeah, you, David? Yeah, I think uh, for me is it's got to be big. It's got to be a spectacle. But you know the, it still has to be interesting and entertaining. Uh, touching on what TJ says, it just can't be a formula. It's like oh, let's get a big star, let's get a bunch of explosions, and we're gonna print money. No, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it does, but for the most part, it there's got to be some substance to it. Um, and for me, a summer block, I define a summer blockbuster by not only what it does financially, but kind of the cultural impact as well. And that's kind of what my list is going to be based on. These The films I have, they have a lasting legacy. Zach, Zach grimaced when you said culture impact. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with the same, uh, the cult of personality sort of idea that a movie creates around itself, not just how much it makes or if it's any good. Because um, I guess you could debate all day what... What makes a movie good? I mean, we all, that's all subjective, really. Um, titties and explosions? Titties and explosions are up there. Yeah, I'm going to have to third that one. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, so when you were making your list, did you go by? Well, you already. Uh, David already said this, but how about Daniel and TJ? Did you go by significance, historical significance, maybe how much the money made, or did you just make a list full of your favorites? I made my list about 15 minutes ago, and it's mostly <laughs> based on titties and explosions. So okay. the I'm movies that had the most of this. this. I, I want to really question the. I have a pretty good memory of like if titties were in a movie. So if, if yours do not, and most blockbusters actually don't, they have to be PG-13. You know, so. Maybe maybe um, the titties weren't always shown. All right, we'll go with that. Maybe we use the illusion of our mind to see what the titties look like on the other <laughs> end. Brokeback Mountain's my number one. Because <laughs> Anne Hathaway shows her boobies, and I love Anne Hathaway, and I would like to date Anne Hathaway. And Have if Anne Havoc? Hathaway is out there, if she is out there listening to this right now, I will take you to a nice dinner at a local Italian restaurant called the Olive Garden, and we will have a good time. Then we'll go to a party with my friends, and then I will karaoke mention, involved. It may be, and because I can really demonstrate my value with some karaoke singing. And then maybe at the end of it, I take you to parties with my friends, and I don't mention your Anne Hathaway, and wait for one of my friends to go like, "I'm sorry, are, are you Anne Hathaway?" And you go, "Yeah." All my picks are just favorites. Yeah, and yeah that's like, good to know. And my mine is there's got there's definitely historical impact on all of these that I have. Zach, uh, yeah, I went with more with uh, sort of like David with the historical impact and sorry. Uh, yeah, we, the, we're, we have some ghetto uh, basically this week. Uh, basically, the movies that you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't escape from. Like he walked into Walmart to buy toilet paper, there was advertisement for the movie everywhere. It, yeah, you couldn't get away from like it. Green Lantern. Right, right. <laughs> I saw that. Opening I saw weekend. it too. Opening weekend. I didn't see it opening weekend. I waited till the movie came out on Torrent. <laughs> All right. And before we jump into our number four spot, I do want to shout out to our two co-sound guys, Bob and Tyler, back behind the boards. Woohoo! We are without Matt, unfortunately, this week, so hopefully it sounds Matt all right. Matt is on assignment this week, so yeah, he's, we've he's, had Philly. He's filling in for me in Syria, so all the shit I did over there, Matt's taking the heat, so yeah. thanks, Matt. All right, well, let's jump right in. My number four spot I know is I'm going to get shit for, but I really don't give a shit. Don't care. Uh, I thought we have to include a, a Bruckheimer... Oh, no, we don't. Yes, no, we, we don't. Do. Oh, the I mean, you, come on. These days, who who makes the bigger the biggest uh, blockbusters? Though it's always Bruckheimer and fucking Bay. Bay. Well, well, apparently with uh, Lone Ranger, it's definitely not Jerry Bruckheimer anymore. That's true. But uh, this one was pretty big. Mine is Con Air, and I just oh wow. yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't even expecting that. Yeah, uh, it came out in 1997. Ended up making 224 million in the box office domestically, not adjusted for inflation. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Never adjust for inflation because then it's nine gajillion dollars at this point. And I mean, we have to realize that Con Air made nine gajillion dollars. It's got Nicolas Cage with the worst Southern accent. With you the got best hair. And the best hair. Uh, it's got the line, step away from the bunny. And uh, and uh, it's got uh, Malkovich as, as one of his best uh, villain roles. I just, I every time that movie comes on TV, I, I have to watch. I have to sit there and watch it. And I mean, that that's kind of why I've included on there yeah i've got a soft I'm, spot for it i'm dumbfounded right now i don't yeah. even know where to begin of all the films that got <laughs> released that have been released in the summer since the mid-1970s when summer blockbuster was defined that's con air con air pops con up air. List. <laughs> really yeah you really thought that out and said con air i really thought about it and i you I do know that love. you just wasted a number four yeah I'm okay with it. I know it's not going to be mentioned at all, so I thought I would waste my my number four with shouting out your one of my top three. Just 
better be like bringing I, the heat. They yeah. are. And they I are. think you mangled the the quote. I think it was put the bunny put, back in the box. That's what it is. Well, is that the movie shit. where he says like I can eat a peach for hours? No. I don't think. The crowd thing there is like no. That line, that line is creepy. Nicholas Cage is a creepy some bitch. He married Elvis's daughter because he loved Elvis so much, and then realized she was batshit herself. Like I'm batshit, but she's super batshit because she was Elvis's daughter. And you can't go through Michael Jackson and then go to Nick Cage and not have a lot of shit in your life ruin real quick. What was the Elvis Bank Heist movie like? Three? Was it Three Thousand Miles to Graceland? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. Kevin Costner. Okay, I was gonna say that's a shame that uh, that Nick Cage wasn't actually in that movie. It's got Steve Buscemi singing You Got the Whole World in Your Hands as oh, the plane goes down. Yeah. <laughs> or Sorry. not even The Rock. Shit. Con Air. Con Air. He just sold me Con Air is the number one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, four? Daniel, what's your number four? My number four, let me um, go back over there. My number four is the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is badass. And I love the fact that we'll never see a third Ghostbusters because there should never be another Ghostbusters film. I should say it made $238 million. I've got all the yeah, okay, yeah. The stats. Made a lot of good money, not adjusted for inflation. Um, it was only, and this budget was only like $30 million. I mean, yeah. it made back a lot it, of money. Look, like Dan Aykroyd is, has great ideas, but he needs to be about 300 pages of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, but when you wrangle his ideas down through other people and sort of set how he should do a movie, Ghostbusters is amazing. It's an amazingly great comedy film that you... I mean, you can't not like it. Even Ghostbusters 2 is awesome. Oh, I, I love Ghostbusters. And Ivan Reitman literally sat down with Dan Aykroyd and said, look, this is great, but you need someone else to work on this with you. Get Harold Ramis involved. And what they did was they went up to um, Aykroyd's place in Martha Vine Martha's Vineyard one summer and like wrote the rewrote the script in about a month. They had, like, they had to start shooting in a really short period of time is like okay we have no effects team no really finished script but we're approved we've got the money so let's get this knocked out and what i love about ghostbusters is it set the stage for that like big budget sci-fi comedy film that it could be done because that was like you know that was kind of the the benchmark for it and interestingly enough karate kid was released the same day Nice. Really? Yeah. Really? Nine, look at the summer releases in 1984, and you'll be blown away with the films that got released. I changed my answer. Um, Goonies was in 85. I changed my answer. Karate Kid you, is my number four because I love the Cobra Kai. And I will sweep your fucking legs any chance I get to. If you want to sit around for long enough and stand around me, I will sweep your fucking legs. Interestingly enough, Gremlins was released within like... No, it was... Gremlins and Ghostbusters was the same weekend. Karate Kid was two weeks after. Well, that wasn't interesting enough. Temple of Doom. So the two, uh, two sci-fi or horrors, horror comedy balloons came out at the same on the same day. No, when did Monster Squad come out? <laughs> You're making baby Jesus cry with that question. <laughs> Let's see. 80, uh, summer 84 had, what, uh, 16 Candles, Firestarter, Temple of Doom, Once Upon a Time in America, Star Trek III, uh, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Karate Kid, uh, Cannonball 2, <laughs> Cannonball Run 2, Conan uh. <laughs> the Destroyer. Oh, Conan uh, the Destroyer is fucking awesome. With Andre the Giant playing yeah. the monster. Yeah, that movie's great, dude. The Last, the last Starfighter, Meatballs 2. Purple Rain. Purple Rain, yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds is Red, in there. Red Dawn. 
Red Dawn in August. Yeah, eighty. That stretch of eighty three to eighty five is amazing of what got released that summer. All right, TJ, what's your number four? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> you haven't thought this out. At I, all. I have the four. I just gotta put them in order. I, I guess. I'll, <laughs> I'll, like. This is the point of the fucking show, TJ. No, it's the order. No, the not... point of the show is to figure out a fucking order. I know my you number do this one. Every goddamn time. I know my it's number like, one. Well, I got four ideas and I'll just put them in there. And then you get pissy when your number ones don't make it because your number one was actually your number fucking four because you don't ever do any fucking show prep. I got it. You don't right. got shit. All right, I'm going with. You live in fucking Cottondale now. <laughs> you ain't got shit. <laughs> It's very nice. You're in not even in the multiplex. Just off of Buttermilk Road, man. It's nice. You live on Buttermilk Road. They should <laughs> Actually, tell you something that you don't have shit. <laughs> all right, it's come on, sweet. Come on, Daniel. Um, all right, so uh, what the hell do I? Uh, I'm gonna go Just with name a movie, TJ. Any all right. movie. The Avengers. God damn it. Ah, here we go. Um, you named a movie. Let's go. I'm gonna go with the Avengers because I, I was looking at my list and most of it was like stuff from you know the 80s and 90s, and so I needed stuff. I needed a more recent uh, one, and most of the 2000s kind of sucked. It's all like uh, uh, you know Transformers and, and and just like shitty Harry Potter movies, or I don't know, it's just a bunch of garbage. So I went with the Avengers because um, yeah, my. 12 year old self would have had a fucking full on just orgasm if he had seen like that movie is like that's like something you dream up when you're a kid like are you kidding but that movie is gonna fucking be made and not only that like each of the characters gets their own movie before that it's it's too much to even fucking think about like and they did it and it fucking became the most successful movie of all time and it was actually good like juggling all those different heroes yeah and it was good it could have been a huge turd but it it ended up being extremely awesome and yeah I love that movie I've seen it like three or four times already and it's set up like a Thanos like storyline for the Infinity Gauntlet it's it yeah just nerdgasm it's awesome it's got joss whedon dialogue yeah yeah I, it was on my list and then i cut it but i felt bad about cutting it i can't hate you on them right there all right cool tj you picked a good number four <laughs> should have had them in order beforehand it could have been your number one uh, no i got my number one locked in oh number one's locked in yes. but everything else is up for debate three, one through three Guys, inter- the there's story the of thomas jefferson four rib. Two, interchangeable thomas jefferson rib doesn't know how to put things in order anymore that's how you ended up here on this show. I know it's number one. That's all that matters. All right, David, David, what's your number four? <laughs> I, I fluctuated back and forth on number four, um, but this one stuck with me because I looked so forward to this when it came out, and it's Jurassic Park. Um, I remember when I got out of school. Four? That, yeah. Oh, well, because three, eight. two, and one are... I have my reasons for, but not knocking Jurassic Park, but when I got out of school that May, I like the day after I got to school, I got the novel Jurassic Park and read it cover to cover before I saw the film. It kind of diminished the, the experience for me a bit because I was expecting so much more out of the film, but then I realized, oh shit, there's like dinosaurs looking like really realistic on the film. and Still stands up. It still stands up. If it's on TV now, I will drop everything, watch it, enjoy the hell out of it. it and it was an event, and it's something that I'll go back and touch on that it had a very simplistic marketing campaign with the logo and poster with just the, you know, the silhouette of the dinosaur in the poster. An adventure 65 million years in the making was an amazing tagline. It was an event film that is like, oh, let's see how they're going to do this. It's like, holy, holy shit. They they're pulled dinosaurs. it off. And There's it really kind of. dinosaurs on the screen. And it really was one of the benchmark films that ushered in kind of the CGI era and did it really well. And. 
Some of the effects might be a tad bit dated, but that movie still holds up. I don't, still I don't, holds I don't up. think they're as dated as like a lot of films from the past decade, which yeah, actually really amazes me. Exactly. There's maybe scenes here and there, but you know the T-Rex scene is still amazing. Um, that and closing it's just, shot, man. You yeah, can't beat that fucking closing shot. Of, it is what a summer movie should yeah. be. It really is. All right. Uh, so, Zach, what's your number four? I have uh, Batman from 1989. Um, I went with that one. I'm not a huge fan of the 89? movie. 89? 89. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, being a, a fan of the comic book, you know, it's not. It changes a lot, probably too much stuff. And nowadays it's infuriating after we got Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. But without that, we never would have got really uh, the Batman animated series that came later that get kicked off and really opened the door to the DC animated universe. But also, it was everywhere. There was Batmania that summer. It was, you know, TV stations were rushing to get out the old 66 series. Yeah, I, I've got Batman coming up for that very reason is that there really wouldn't be comic book films the next decade yeah. without Great. the success of this Batman movie. Right. All they had to that point was Superman, and that was... Great soundtrack, too. Mm-hmm. Great film, and uh, great no. film soundtrack, and no. Prince. <laughs> Prince did the uh, soundtrack. That Batman movie is not that good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's still a, well, it's an absolute summer blockbuster. That was an event film. Yeah, dude. That, that I had, like I bought the fucking trading cards, and like I was that came out of. Because you're a mark. It made that it, was that came out of my birthday too. I, that's, you're you know a what mark. I wanted, you know what I wanted for my birthday to go see Batman. It made comic <laughs> books kind of cool. At that, yeah, they weren't. It was you know, Gotham realized. I mean, people, that was the coolest thing about it. Like, yeah. it was Tim Burton's like weird ass vision fit so well with the comic book. Like, you know, this is what Gotham looks like now. I mean, when you imagine like Gotham City and Batman, like that's the aesthetic that's that's there now. Interesting enough, and I forget the guy's name. Uh, the guy who designed Gotham did such a good job. He was going to actually direct a film starring Michael Jackson based on his design for Gotham City and then unfortunately the guy dies I think it was drug overdose or something of that nature mm. but it was set up that and I forget what Michael Jackson was going to be playing a superhero or something like that and it's it, like pre-Captain EO or, yeah, it was, it was, it was after it was after it's one of these bizarre Hollywood stories you end up reading about but that production design was going to get that guy a lot of work oh boy People were people were literally shaving the bat signal into their heads that that yeah, summer. Yeah, that was, was a crazy ass. I mean, that was. I think I had Batman shirts like, and that really like ramped up the marketing and all like what we associate with like a summer blockbuster now of like the you got the fast food license and you've got everything tied into it. And I, I guess Star Wars did that to a degree, but um, I mean, Batman kind of came out of nowhere. Just yeah, it was, it was fucking awesome. And if you think about like there were a lot of imitators too. Like uh, Dick Tracy came out the summer after and like it totally like just aped the entire idea of of like what Batman did. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that next cuz Batman is coming up. <clears throat> All right. So that's our number 4 spot. I had um, Con Air. <laughs> uh, it made 224 million. David or excuse me, Daniel had Ghostbusters with 238 million. TJ had Avengers made 1.5 billion. Uh, David had Jurassic Park at a 402 million, and Batman with 411 million. And David's going to go ahead and read uh, some Twitter responses or a Twitter response. Let's see the uh, Amanda Campbell, who's actually sitting here in the um, audience, had she also had Jurassic Park in her fourth spot. Um, also, throw down a mention for Toy Story three, which was um, probably considered one of the best Pixar films. So, a couple of good ones, and she's got a couple that might be mentioned later on as well. So. Hold on. I, I've got some Twitter responses there from Seth Landrum, Woo! who just blew up the uh, the Twitter feed. 
Let me go here. Life. His original four was Independence Day, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man, and Meteor Man, and then Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, <laughs> Coneheads, Death Robert Becomes Kinsley. Her, Battleship, Green Lantern, Johnny Neron <laughs> or Mnemonic, Masters of the Universe, Spider-Man 3, Masters Stealth, of the Universe was solid, man. Uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control, Catwoman, Godzilla, Van Helsing, Battlefield Earth, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, Howard the Duck, okay. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Half Crystal of these Skull. these didn't come out in the summer. Yes, they did. Yeah, they all did. Pearl Harbor. The Last Airbender, Sex in the City 2, Bratz the Movie, Marmaduke, <laughs> I th I think we get the, the Nerds point. 2, yeah. just... Nerds in Paradise, We're Not Done, Problem Child 2, The Next Karate Kid, Spy Hard, See No Evil, Summer Catch, and Terminator Salvation. That is everything that I've, my phone has been doing for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> it's just hearing random things. So there you go, Seth. You got your moment in the sun. All right, let's move on to our number three spot. My number three spot is Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, absolutely one of my favorite movies. I can still probably quote most of the movie. Uh, it like like we said, it, it set a standard for the the sci-fi comedy movie. It's it it's got you know Ivan Reitman directing and Hell Hell Ramis and and Dan Aykroyd writing and just uh, just great. I, I I don't know. We've already probably talked a lot about Ghostbusters. I don't know if I have anything else to add. Just add the 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 pro, the the. the Electron packs. I used. I, I always wanted what that fucking the toy. Proton but it, packs? Yeah, yeah, the proton awesome. pack. I will add the best line for. The I movie, had the proton pack, which is this man has no dick. I was about yeah. to reference that one actually. Yeah, I think tell that's him about the, one the twinkie. I always took away. And you know, in like in TV edits, that gets that gets changed to like wee willy wink, like wee willy winky or something like that. <laughs> man has no wee willy. Winky. No, that's just what it's actually what um, Dan Aykroyd calls him is like everything was fine until wee willy winky here changed everything, and then uh, I asked, "Is that true?" And then it just kind of an awkward uh, cut. Uh, you find a stranger in the Alps moment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Daniel, or yeah, Daniel, what's your number three? My number three is uh, it's going to be Jaws. Too low. Way I mean, maybe too low Way right too there. Low. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of We Jaws. would not be having this discussion without this movie. Yeah, you're right. But I think there are better movies that came out in the summer before it because I don't think it holds up as well as people like to imagine themselves. Oh, Jaws is a perfect you are, film. You it's are, not a perfect fucking film. It holds up better crack. than Batman. You are it, and did I have Batman on my Bad list? Crack. Fucking no. no. But uh, it, it's uh, Jaws is a perfect fucking you movie. You are smoking dude. bad crap. It's, that, it's not that great still. And it look, is I'm not amazing. saying it's bad. It made my fucking list for Christ's sake. Like I didn't just say like, oh, Jaws can be on there. I got Jaws on there. Just got kept getting muscled down by other movies I liked more. All right. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I am so fucking sorry that I didn't put Jaws as the number one greatest thing that ever happened. But I didn't put fucking Citizen Kane Bob, there either. Yes, Bob. Bob has something to say. In, in one of my fancy uh, uh, film classes, we had a guy, a producer in there from Hollywood, if you can imagine. And all the way? <laughs> all the way from Hollywood. Uh, talking to us peons at the University of Alabama. But uh, he said that uh, that was like one of his first gigs, Spielberg. Uh, on Jaws, and he he had no clue what he was doing. And that's what made the film great. Yeah, because none of them knew what the shit they were doing. I'll touch on that when we get to. And it established Spielberg as like that that made his name. That's that's how we remember him. Like Spielberg being like the great Hollywood director that yeah, he is. It, the that's movie the wasn't one. supposed to do what it did, and the 
fuck-ups on the production allowed it to become bigger than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of, like, I, there's a story in, um, uh, what's it called, Easy Riders, and uh, I forget the name of that fucking book, uh, Raging Bulls and Easy Riders or something like that, or flip that, um, of, like, uh, it's, like, Lucas and Scorsese and De Palma all going to, like, check out the shark on Spielberg's set, and they're like, this thing looks like a piece of shit, and they're like, can you film it? And it's like, eh, it's kind of tough. But that saved the movie because, like, basically it ramped up the suspense because you didn't see the shark. You just saw the shark vision, basically, instead of, like, this big rubber fucking motorized shark going through the water. And, like, yeah, that was a saving grace. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Jaws is Jaws is in my list, too. And yeah, it's just too. a little later. But All right, TJ. I think, the, sorry, I think the legacy of Jaws is that it's a summer movie that scared people off of beaches. For, and it changed people's summer plans, summer vacation plans for years. They're still doing it. And people, killed a shitload of sharks yeah. that summer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to touch on that. This isn't actually a summer blockbuster that takes place in the summer, uh, which is, I think, had a lot to do with uh, If they would have kept the Jaws ride at Universal Studios, it would have hit higher. Because that Jaws ride was awesome, and now it's gone. Because that's right there. Thanks, Obama. Appreciate what you did for me there. <laughs> All right, TJ, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was actually touched on last round, and it's Batman from 1989. Um, I mentioned a lot of stuff about it, but like that that movie, that was one of the few movies where I, I think Ghostbusters 2, maybe it may have been the first one I was really excited about, Like, but I knew it was coming out when I was a kid. I knew exactly what the fuck it was. I was stoked about it, and I saw it opening day, and it was... Like the the marketing fucking I would guess I'm a mark because the marketing fucking worked and the movie just blew me away when it came out. Everything about it was awesome. Uh, yeah, they're they're it still doesn't hold up as well as the you know, the newer Batman films kind of shit on it a lot. And the and the the Bruck or the was it Brucker or Schumacher? Yeah, Schumacher. Those, Schumacher those really don't need to be yeah. yeah th- those kind of ruin the legacy. And Batman Returns is, is kind of a turd. But that original Batman. Um, Everything about it, like, defined for me what uh, a summer blockbuster is. So. Batman Returns gave us uh, Danny DeVito as the penguin, though. No, 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 whoa, no, whoa, 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 that. whoa, whoa. All right, thank you. I can it's jump bad. back in. Can I tag back in? I'm tagging back in. The penguin Burgess is an Meredith. awesome character, and they shitted on him so hard because Tim Burton can't stop being a fuckhead for two goddamn seconds to say like hey what is the penguin he's a socialite criminal what do we want to do with him make him the freak in the sewer make him like a literal <laughs> penguin it, like yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I got the rabbit fans and why I, I hate sardines. that movie I it's, fucking hate that movie so hard and Michelle Fiverr can go blow me because she, she was hot in that fucking that. suit though dude she wasn't Harvard there. If you got a bondage issue, well, uh, I didn't want to admit it find here. Find out but. more things <laughs> about. <laughs> we'll DJ keep this going because page. Batman '89 is my uh, number three as well. Really? Uh, like, yeah. why is ba- fucking this, Batman going to make this list? And I'm going to be so pissed. And I'll tell you, it came out the summer after I finished first grade, and I remember seeing... This is the first film I remember there was hype for. Exactly. That I remember seeing people wearing the shirt with the new Bat logo. I remember like seeing in magazines of... At the premiere, people wearing shirts with the release date, but it was 11:59 p.m. the day before because they were at the midnight showing. I re- you know, I remember like that whole summer, five o'clock on WTTO. It was the old Batman yeah, the old show. Batman show. Yeah, Watched it every day because I knew Batman was coming out in the films, and I wanted to like I was hooked. 
and this was the first summer film as a kid. You know, I remember going to see summer films as a kid before this, but this was the one that I was first really conscious about the marketing, and it hooked me. And again, simplistic marketing in terms of the poster and logo. It was just the Bat logo. There was no image of Michael Keaton, no image yeah. of Jack Nicholson. It was... There's the Bat logo. Oh, shit, a Batman movie's coming yeah, and out. you didn't know until you fucking walked into exactly. the theater and saw it, yeah. And then it produced so much in terms of uh, catchphrases, uh, toys, whatever. And it just, yeah, it spawned really shitty sequels. But that first one, that was an event movie in the summer of 89. In a summer where there was a lot of other good films that came out, it beat the shit out of an Indiana Jones movie that summer. David, can I say something to you? Yeah, go ahead. You are my number one <laughs> guy. I watched it this past Sunday, and yet Jack Palance just really just the few bits can, he's in it. Can we talk for a second how amazing in 1989 the WTTO Channel 21 lineup in the afternoon was? You had the Disney afternoon. Afternoon, so you got your cool Disney your gummy cartoons, bears, duck tails. gummy bears, Ducktales, little tailspin. It's over there, and then you got Batman for like an hour of Batman on the back end. It's the, it was so brilliant. Were the Rescue Rangers on that same? I don't think. Oh uh, well, no, no. Rescue Maybe Rangers were. Yeah, Rescue Rangers predate. Yeah, Rescue. Well, it's gonna be around the same. Where they're Rescue Rangers predate tailspin. tailspin. Yeah. yeah, I think Rescue Rangers might have came that fall. You know, but, to, re- to right, relate but, those two things, we probably got Darkwing Duck because of Batman in '89. Yeah, because it allowed us to point. get a little dark. Um, but uh, I guess my number three uh, also a repeat. We've had it before. Uh, Ghostbusters. Damn, um, I had no idea Ghostbusters was going to be all over this piece. It's, uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, it was something we haven't mentioned yet is how well the special effects hold up. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah it's, and not only is it way up, the, it's probably on my uh, way up there in the list of greatest comedies ever, not just sci-fi blends. But it's you know you watch those effects today though, and it's still you know it's still relevant, and they still look like they could have been making them. There's know. a there's a very kind of cartoony element that works to those effects, and they talk about it in their the director's commentary that there is a t- that gives it a timeless look that it's yeah those those I, I agree completely those effects still work like seeing Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walk in between the buildings that's still just a badass scene Zach you didn't even mention how you've told me the story about how Ghostbusters made you want to smoke because of Bill Murray yeah I thought it was just sort of a thing like you grow up and you start smoking because it's you know, every character in that was just looked so cool with cigarettes like the way it would just hang out of like Dan Aykroyd's mouth or something. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was amazing. Just... Like that was a great bit of where Dan Aykroyd's like knew some shit was happening when the cigarette just kind of goes limp in his mouth. Like that's yeah. what my parents probably thought of like the Rat Pack and stuff. Like that's how cool. That's what cool was. I I, I didn't get in trouble, but my parents discouraged me because I would go around the house as a little kid pretending to smoke. No, this little kid. This movie came out when eighty four. I was probably three years old, but going around saying we came, we saw, we kicked it, we kicked its ass. Oh yeah. Not knowing any better, so I'm on I'm on tape somewhere on a family video calling my dad a bastard uh, because I learned the word from Harry and the Hendersons. Ah, um, so that's yeah. my number two actually is Harry and the Hendersons. Um, Lithgow at his apex, if you will. Um, no, they, it's, you're talking about the dude with little kids. I um. There are photos of me running around with a bucket on my head with si- like the blue glasses that Simon from Alvin and the Chipmunks wore, butt-ass naked, because that's just how we rolled. Because I love Simon more than anyone else. You mentioned the, the summer of 89 being a good one. We got Roadhouse. Roadhouse! <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which, right, is, boot. Got which it. is my favorite, honestly. Yeah. 
UHF uh, and do the right thing. Uh, Dead Poet Society. UHF does not get on a list of Ghostbusters great summer 2. movies. Actually, we're talking about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2 came out in June of 89. With Bobby I mean, Brown doing this theme song. Was uh, Purple Rain 89 also? No, no that was 80. Robert, Robocop. 4, 85? Robocop, I think. That was 90. Right? Yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Do the Right Thing, uh, Lethal Weapon 2, When Harry Met Sally, UHF. Ooh. Speaking Turn of Hooch. RoboCop, right now, today, the city of Detroit filed for bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. We can buy Detroit right now. <laughs> we can instill ourselves as dictators of an American city and do whatever the fuck we want. As long as the Red Wings still get to play there. I'm they can do play. whatever they want. All we have to they do... They probably can, like, right before now, this. we can buy Detroit for pocket change. Daniel, like, we don't have an extra set of headphones for me right now. We can't buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was your fault. You could have been there. Bob with another point. Didn't they, uh, didn't they build uh, a RoboCop they, statue in Detroit recently? We'll see if it ever gets put up because now they don't say, have any money. I'll, is that what making them go bankrupt? The bankrupt statue. <laughs> because I would say the first act I have as becoming new dictator... Is of, building a RoboCop? No, <laughs> building a statue it. of me. I want a gold statue. But wearing the RoboCop outfit? Yeah, yeah no helmet because I want them to see my beautiful visage. But I can see that is the beginning parts of it. And then everyone has to pay tribute to me. I am the king of a city that I don't really give a shit about. So. All right, so that was our number three spots. Let's go ahead and move on. Bugattis. Josh, or Josh, me and uh, Zach both had Ghostbusters. Uh, it uh, grossed $238 million. David and TJ both had Batman. Reminder, that's $411 million. And Daniel with Jaws at $260 million. Yeah, see, that movie didn't even earn any damn money. Nobody right. went and saw Jaws. Yeah, but that was 1974 yeah. money, that 1975 was, that was money. money back then. <laughs> All right. Uh, it cost $200 gajillion <laughs> to make it today. David, with a, a couple of Twitter picks, you got, you got uh, the Twitter picks? Let's see here. Um, follower uh, Nary Sands, who's found us, I think, through iTunes, and he's gone back and listened to every episode awesome. recently. Um, he mentioned a couple films, Independence Day uh, and Transformers. So he's all. He also Dude. threw out Avengers and Jurassic Park. His honorable mention being Gladiator and Batman and Armageddon. Gladiator is a fucking solid film, man. Yeah, I like. I like. I like some Gladiator. It's probably oh, on yeah, my. Yeah, that's our. That's our. Yeah, South Florida boy. Hey, go Heat. Yeah, South well. Florida guy enjoying us. Good comedian. He's a good peoples. Hook me up with Latino girls, because I'm all about Latin women these days. And if you know a couple of mamacitas that want to get more caliente. All no, right, I'm all not right Josh, I'm gonna yeah, all right. invoke former host and let's get this going. <laughs> you, you wanna all right. Well, I, Why I is it always on me? Because you just put it on yourself. Because you do the tangents. Um before we go to the number two, but before we make the turn, I threw out there uh, our favorite summer quotes, summer movie quotes, because it's not a fucking summer blockbuster without that one memorable quote that you can remember from it. Uh you I mean, do you off yeah, the top of your head I, you have and one. actually it's from, both of them are from my number two. And it's hold on to your butts, and the other one is yeah. they should all be destroyed. TJ, you got any favorite uh, girls? I, I gave Summer up quotes? by uh, my Euro number one guy by Jack Palance, which I I use a lot uh, just in daily life. Which, uh, uh, but if I really. Had- yeah, like, you find often moments to use that line. In I your do. Daily life. Yes, yes. If or I, do you force it in there? Mostly when I'm drunk and like I'm hanging out with my buddy, and I'm like, "Hey, let me tell you, you." Uh, by buddy, you mean your girlfriend? Oh <laughs> You're never hanging out anymore with her friends. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> All right, Daniel. 
David, do you got any uh, yeah, favorite? It's kind of tipping my hat on what my number one is, but it's um, smile, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Zach, um, I'm going to stick with Jaws. Like, I'm not going to go with the quote, but the whole scene where they're uh, in the galley of the ship and they're talking, <laughs> a, comparing war wounds. And I've got a bones. funny story about the, the monologue from that. We'll be the judge of that. Mine's, mine's funny as in you will laugh about me. I guess if I had to isol- isolate a line from that, it's the, I got that beat. But, but Richard Dreyfus is just just like confident. But, oh, chasing I, 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 chasing I, I, Amy did it. Amazing, yes, yes. amazing spoof about yeah. that. Tell him about the Twinkie. That's mine. All right, number, my number two spot is Jurassic Park. Made yes. four and two million. Yeah, it's already been mentioned a couple times, but uh, that's the first uh, summer blockbuster I can remember going to. Uh, it came out in 1993, so I was eight years old, and I remember going there, and the, the effects still hold up. It's it's got those lines. It's it's clever girl, and and you know all those. Uh, it's still a fucking great movie. I it, yeah, it, I got nothing to bad no, to say. Nothing about bad it. about it at all. I. Mm. I've got a couple things there. It's my number two also. Yes. Here's some issues I have with Jurassic Park. And I love Jurassic Park. But the fact that when they get to the Triceratops... The movie is flawless. It's damn near right, Steven. (laughs) You're close. But when they get to the Triceratops, and the Triceratops is really sick and sad, there is a vet there. And Ellie fucking Sadler, a paleobotanist, yes, he studies shows, flowers, shows up and upstages that son of a bitch at his job of like, oh, do you have you checked the uh, stools there? Like, I haven't thought about that. Look, these berries, they're poisonous oh. to him. You don't know if these berries are fucking poisonous to a Triceratops. You've never seen a Triceratops until two seconds ago, and all of a sudden, you know what this vet knows? This son of a bitch has been on the island for months What's learning how to work with a dinosaur and your paleobotanist hot ass shows up and upstages him to the point that when they're wanting to leave she pulls the thing of like oh no I'd like to stay over here with him and work it out more what so I can just upstage his ass more I hope that son of a bitch slapped her at the end of it What's I hope the- he sat there and grabbed her by the shirt and said listen you've got a job and I've got a job but I will be goddamned if you're going to tell me how to do my job and push her away and say get the fuck back in the gas power jeep drive back and figure out what the shit's going on at the welcome center because shit's about to go wild and i got a boat to catch and i don't want to be a part of this what's the gist- i hate that part of that movie yeah. so bad another thing that bothers don't me in that movie. Shit. don't applaud yeah. that no i've got another one that really bothers me there it's the t-rex pin and this is my number two. I want to know the Jurassic Park. The T Rex pen is explained on multiple internet forums, and di- they have <laughs> diagrams the ele- worked out about the elevation. How it goes from thirty feet to two feet? Yes. How to explain it to me, internet? Uh, Tell me how that works. Okay, clearly. All right, there's the goat area where, which is yes. That's so all. how does the T Rex climb up thirty foot into the goat area? There is a drop off. That happens. Oh my god! No, you're talking it's probably shit. diagrams on you're the internet. You're talking like, bullshit basically, right now. It's Daniel, go in your special place because yeah. What's the Jeff Goldblum Goldblum line when he sees the pile of shit? That's, oh, that's, that's a big one old pile, pile of shit. shit. That's a big, okay. That's I was gonna say, let's not forget the best thing we get from the movie, which is 
that that, that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> Actually, you get to even talk about this. My movie yet. my favorite my favorite part of it there is when he's he's there with with fucking Ellie Sadler, Doctor Ellie Sadler, one more time. And he's Ooh, like, and oh, the, the, uh, the chaos there. there. Right notice there. the uh, water in your hand, and then uh, oh, oh, look, it changed. Interesting, oh, interesting oh, thing. Oh, that's that chaos. See, see, minor afflictions of a butterfly in uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, and the whole point about it. how nature finds a way when they're on the helicopter. And um, Dr. Grant is trying to do the seatbelts. It's two female ends, but nature finds a way, and he makes it work. Yeah, he ties oh. a couple of things oh, there. Oh, I've never and noticed he also, that. also, he scars a child for life about the velociraptor. Like, it'll catch you in the belly or maybe across the jugular. Like, <laughs> like what the shit? Like, the kid came here because his dad said, you like dinosaurs. I was that kid. When that movie came out, I was obsessed oh, I, I with was dinosaurs. Too. Why have I done the geology and the geography over there? Because I love dinosaurs. I love them more than anything. I want to fucking hug a stegosaurus so bad. I would hug it, and it would be my friend, and it has a pea-sized that brain. That would put its spike tail through your goddamn head. No, it man. wouldn't. It would fucking like me. We would have <laughs> friends, and we would do things, and I'd be like, hey, what's your pet? It's a stegosaurus. Why do you think I own a turtle? It's a primordial animal. You know, right. I saw a stegosaurus like skeleton in the Natural History Museum. Oh, so you're so much no, cooler. No, no, no. I am just. I was looking at the size of its head, and I was like, I think if I punched it really hard, I could knock it out. All right, its all right. head is, like, really small. Like, the body. <laughs> if I catch it in the right spot, yeah, the temple I of, like, can knock this dinosaur I mean, it's like the body's big, you know? It's like the size of a How fucking... long did you spend sizing up a stegosaurus on it if you Even could knock it out? Even with my, like, right. yeah, 20 we're, we're yeah, we gotta, out we, here. we got to move this on. TJ, what's your number two? Um... Well, that's take a sort. No, uh, my number two is Jaws. Uh, it's the granddaddy of all like summer ah, blockbusters. Ah, so Daniel isn't so weird putting it at three. No, no, I, 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 I said it was flawless, and it is. Uh, We're gonna just have a staggered release here for Jaws. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, Jaws is easily one of the most perfect films. If you, it's so well put together. The fucking terror in it, it still stands true, and like the. One of the best scenes to me that I will always, if Jaws is on TV, I'll watch it because it's one of those movies that actually doesn't really suffer from TV edits that bad. Um, and it's the um, the scene of the three guys in the boat getting drunk on, and it's like that fucking entire the the you have the Robert Shaw monologue, which is one of the which. I think I know where David's gonna go with this next, but like he recorded that thing. He was like, "I gotta be drunk to like, you know, I'm, I'm a was he a, a method actor? I guess possibly. He or, probably was. Or he just wanted to get sauced. And he was like, I'll do I it. Think, drunk. I think more of that. Than- um, and so like he showed up drunk and like did a couple of takes and it just didn't work out. So he had to show up sober the next day and do it. But that monologue of the the is it the USS Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Yeah, John Milius, the guy who wrote and directed Red Dawn, really you know right wing conservative director but he was also really good friends with Spielberg Lucas and his contemporaries of that wrote that dialogue for uh for Robert Shaw because Spielberg was like I couldn't do it but I knew John could interestingly enough John Milius was also an inspiration for Walter and the Big Lebowski and how sad was it when Robert Shaw got it? he was my he was the hero of the movie to me and it was like he didn't get fucking eaten it Fucking lame ass, uh, uh, Roy Schneider or whatever. How do you even remember? Fuck that. Roy Schneider was a yes. badass, Ugh. and I'll and I'll touch on why he's a badass when I get. You to know who's it. a badass in that movie? The mayor. That fucking jacket that is a na- thing of beauty. That the mayor jacket has that its ma- own Facebook page and its own Twitter account. I believe. How that mayor did not <laughs> get sued for millions yeah. of dollars and millions of dollars is beyond me. Does the mayor's jacket have a tumbler? It ain't shit if it ain't got a tumbler. We gotta move this on. David, what's your number two? Number t- my number two is actually Star Wars A New Hope. 
uh, touching on the fact that what? Yes. Yeah, yes. it works. That's Dude, number two. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because you can coming. you can understand what number one is um, without. But Star Wars is one of the two films that without the impact that it had, we would not be having this podcast. Uh, there were... You're the, right. No one would ever record anything if Star Wars never happened. No, <laughs> if not for Star Wars, we would have all just stopped doing no, any it, w- it was that film that it was... It really kind of defined a lot of the principles about how summer films are marketed, <laughs> summer films are made. It was that big... Big event film in the seventies. Guys, that none just of us would have came ever out of nowhere. Been born if Star Wars never happened. Probably. <laughs> I, hey, I'm gonna say there was some probably love happening in the theater if the movie never um, happened. There's a. I would have put Star Wars on my list. Uh, probably. There's the pre, image pre, of people lining the blocks yeah. of try getting waiting to get in to see Star Wars. I, I think if, if you had like asked me to rank these like rank top movie podcast like blockbuster. What we asked, what we asked yeah, you to do, tonight, yeah. yeah. I, I would have put your start, fucking job on the show. Up, we would have asked you to do your job. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but like in, back in back in the day, like a decade ago, I probably would put Star Wars on there. But the prequels have fucked up my entire idea of Star Wars so much now that like I refuse to put it on there. Um, I was gonna give it an honorable mention, but I found another film that is definitely more worthy. Uh, yeah, Star Wars is is massive, and like the the idea of like you know your fucking toys and the, all that stuff, it, it's it's huge. And, Speaking of that, this is how big that film was. They had the empty box campaign where they did not anticipate how big that film was going to be. And all the kids wanted toys. They didn't have them ready for Christmas. So you know what kids got for Christmas that first year Star Wars out? It's a fucking empty box with a note saying, hey, you're going to get some Star Wars toys later. But yep. enjoy no, this empty box. And yeah, not only the franchise stuff, but that, that movie, A New Hope, made money in three summers. It was a blockbuster in 77, 78 when it was re-released for that summer in 97. Yeah, that's true. When they re-released the, I saw the, it the shitty version, yes, yeah. but, but Thanks, it David. still made money. You destroyed my main point of, you son of a bitch. What, the empty box? <laughs> that was all I was going to go with. <laughs> now i got to think of something. I'm sure you'll come up with something. I've been right. in the pool all day. <laughs> I can't all right. think. All right. While you think, Zach's going to go ahead and go with his number two spot. Uh, again, for number two, uh, it's a repeat, but the Avengers. Uh, Fuck yeah! It just made it made too much money <laughs> on this list, and it was too much fun. Like it was, yeah. It it wasn't. It didn't try to make the Avengers gritty. It didn't try to be like, here's Batman, but yeah. it's the Avengers. It's like, yeah. no, the Avengers are fucking fun. They beat shit up and they have fun doing it, and that's that's what they gave us. It was. It was one of the better comic adaptations I've seen. That was the thing about the Avengers that summer. It came out at the beginning of that summer, and then the third Batman film came out at the end, and it was such a contrast in styles that the Avengers was just this super fun, oh shit, all these characters are on screen, and it's good and entertaining. And then the third Batman film where it's moody and just... And they had really similar devices, too, because it was both getting rid of a nuclear bomb. Oh, absolutely. And it was just two different films that printed money. I don't even know if you're there. I don't know if it's the heat or our conversation. We have completely lost a sellout crowd. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to us right now. All I'm saying is bottles being passed around and people talking. We have lost our crowd. All right. So that, to recap, bring them back in, Josh. All right. To recap our number two spot, I had Jurassic Park once again making 402 million. Daniel also had Jurassic Park. TJ with Jaws at Which made 402 million. Yep. Two, uh, 260 million for Jaws. Avengers for Zach with 1.5 billion dollars. And David, Star Wars: A New Hope. 
I didn't know this. Seven hundred and seventy-five million. Yeah, well, that's with the multiple. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah they. That's that's, that's adjust, straight off of Wikipedia. You by adjust the way. that for inflation. I know we made that. It's, good, yeah. it's four a quadrillion yeah. dollars that movie made. All right, David, you got any Twitter picks? Yeah, one uh, that hasn't been mentioned. Uh, Quad Nines mentioned uh, the Fast and the Furious, and his justification was it spawned such a franchise uh, based off that one simple concept. And he also had the Empire Strikes Back instead of Star Wars A New Hope. It's a superior film. Oh, oh yeah. Far superior. Far superior. And he put it because of the cliffhanger aspect, which I which I agreed yeah. with. Um, it's just the fact that I went with A New Hope because it kind of started everything. I would have yeah. put it on there solely that I have told so many girls then they'd be like, I love you. And I just look at them and say, I know. And that never works. Like you think you're gonna come off cool like Han Solo, like hey, you know I'm a little cavalier. It just comes off of like he doesn't love me. <laughs> All right, let's like, go. I don't know. Let's go ahead and go right into our number one spots so we can get to the uh, showdown at the end, arguing what makes and what doesn't. My number one is, of course, we've already mentioned it. It's the granddaddy of all blockbusters. It's Jaws. Um, and no one's mentioned the scene between uh, Roy Snyder as a father and his kid, completely dialogueless for uh, you know what about a minute or so, and it's just him picking up the drink because that scene it got ruined in Jaws four. Oh, did it really? I haven't yeah. seen Jaws four. It's terrible. But that and and him like yeah. furrowing his brow, putting his head at just that that scene to me. Even actually, out of all the scenes in Jaws, that's the one that sticks with me because it that 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 kind of hit my hit my special area down here. That was touch, it, touch, touching touching on kid. touching on what we talked about because the shark kept fucking up. Spielberg was allowed to have more time doing those type of scenes and building up the character of Roy Schneider's um, chief Brody to instead of just it was going to be a, just a pot boiler of you mm. know hunting down a shark but then it got to build up you know this chief brody character that you actually were on his side related to him and with scenes like that yeah. and it's it got, helped it's got the dolly zoom of when the actual shark attack happens and it zooms like right in on on his face oh. he, he sort of fell backwards into into alfred hitchcock filmmaking whereas he was just steven spielberg <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was a nice little accident. Perfect movie, goddammit. Yeah, all right. So that's my number one. Daniel, what's your number one? My number one is episode four, Star Wars A New Hope. That movie is fucking awesome. And people lined up around blocks and people bought toys, even though you couldn't get the toys. And they had a great marketing campaign. And it's, it's fucking awesome. And you don't at that point know that Leia is Luke's sister. Spoiler alerts, that's his sister. And alerts you, for a thirty-five. But it, it started. A, it started the concept of franchise films. Yeah, and you. I mean, come on. You can't watch that movie and not immediately want to be Han Solo. I think I've based my entire life on wanting to be him and wanting to hug a Wookiee. Again, I want a Wookiee. And let's. We can all talk about the fact that Chewbacca actually has a life debt to him, and Chewbacca is contractually obligated by his life debt. To always be friends with him, so that's why the whole time he's like Chewie, fix the flux capacitor, blah blah blah, and Chewie's just like, like I'll do it. He has to, he always has to do shit because he has a life debt, and his life debt does not end by the law of Kashyyyk until he as hid the person dies. Did you just throw in a Back to the Future flux no. capacitor? Possibly. I've been at a pool all day, all right. but <coughs> I'm not bags. done. Oh That's my, my number God. one. We are running so long in this show. We're not. Bob just keeps pointing fingers at us <laughs> over there and cutting me off. 
Yeah, we're at a long time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, let's keep on going. Keep on oh, going, yeah. Daniel. All right. Other things I want to say about that film. If it wasn't this long, we may as well just keep going. I think it's really cool that Obi-Wan sacrifices himself to save the group. That's a noble-ass move, dog. That is Part super noble. Part of the hero journey. And he, he will sacrifice himself, and then they get on the ship, and then he bombs the the Death Star, and that's awesome. And then they re-released it and put that echo effect on it where it Saturns out, <laughs> like and that, that was lot, even actually. more awesome. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, that was good. Who didn't see that and immediately wish they had force power to tell people that they weren't seeing the things that they were yeah, seeing? Yeah, it was, it was a film that you it elicited multiple, multiple viewings of. I've got two points on this. Uh, one, you're talking about uh, Chewbacca. The, I, I kind of think of George Lucas as like this soulless fucking asshole, but there's one scene in that movie that really like makes me wish that he hadn't turned into that because he had a real good sense of humor. There's a scene when Han Solo is uh, charging uh, towards uh, stormtroopers, like chasing a couple of stormtroopers down a hallway. Oh yeah, and he ran the run. And, and like, all of a sudden he goes like, oh shit, there's like a dozen stormtroopers. Cuts around the corner. Chewie doesn't even see the stormtroopers. Just see Han. Just sees Han running away. Fucking turns his ass around and starts running back. And it's like one of the best like comedic moments of the whole film. Yeah, because yeah, I was saying because Chewie was a coward. He's like, maybe this guy will get shot in the back and I can be free of my life debt. <laughs> Like if run, he dies, with my life, you know, I am find free. A wife. But I don't have to hang out with this vagabond bastard smuggler. Killing people in cold blood. But there was just like, I think George that, Lucas had that, you know, idea of like, this is funny and it was fucking hilarious. And, and I'm, I wish that guy would come back from the dead or something. But yeah, he's, <laughs> The Harrison Ford scene when he's talking to the guy over the communicator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking, Everything's fine here. How are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah. I like to think that Chewbacca was an accountant back at his old planet and he got into some bullshit that Han Solo just happened to be around for and saved him from and he's like well shit I got a life debt to you My other- I don't know how to fix engines I'm TJ. an accountant TJ, uh, I almost think that like Star Wars is it's like it's own phenomenon so it almost surpasses the summer blockbuster idea of just like it's it's its own entity that is like beyond the concept of like this topic it's, so that's almost another reason why I didn't include it because it's it's a it's bigger than the summer blockbuster it's like just a fucking world blockbuster well like, TJ yeah. go ahead with your number one my number one is Jurassic Park um, right. that movie is fucking perfect uh, it still mine. stands up today it, there is uh, it's without a doubt uh, yeah my, one of my favorite films of all time more so than the other Spielberg films that have been mentioned we, we didn't mean, mention E.T. either tonight um, no well, that's some honorable mentions um, but uh, we didn't even mention yeah, the soundtrack the, either yeah the, the, the John Williams score John Williams is well presented on this thing yeah, too it, um, yeah so Jurassic Park uh, is it's it's a fucking perfect movie. Seeing that was mind blowing. We we've talked a lot about it, but uh, it, it's yeah for me easily without a bullet. Number one, David. I right, see fucking one. dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, mine touched on this. Dinosaur. It's definitely Jaws. Uh, Jaws kind of defines the concept of summer blockbusters. Like I said, it takes place during the summer, so that added a lot to it. The poster work for Jaws was such a, an effective design of you had the girl swimming on the top of the water and then you had the huge ass shark looming underneath it was the score for this um for the movie of the John Williams theme of when the shark's about to come up on the water we've talked about how Spielberg filmed everything in a suspenseful way so you didn't see the shark till towards the end of the movie um and then just touching on the USS Indianapolis scene the funny thing was is in high school drama class we had to do monologues and I did uh, Robert Shaw's USS Indianapolis monologue do you remember it at all 
Yeah, I remember a lot. Is like we just got back from the island of Tinian the Lady. We just delivered the bomb, the, the Hiroshima bomb. bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 a movie that I wrote a twenty-page paper in in college and made an A plus on, analyzing it as a horror film because in the genre aspects of it, the best paper I ever wrote in college, and it's it's so one that was of my the pinnacle, one of my all-time favorite. You films. know, one of my favorite things in that is uh, isn't like when Robert Shaw interrupts the town meeting. Didn't he draw, uh, like, he's sitting next he's to a chalkboard? Ch- yeah. He drew, like, a little picture of a shark. Yeah. Just, Robert Shaw's amazing in this film. as just the, that, that stock character as the crazy, wise, old old person that has to die. Yeah. Uh, he It's the hero journey for um, Schneider. Roy Schneider's character is the mentor has to die. And he loses that guidance that's telling him. Exactly. And he has to face. It's all about Roy he's Schneider's. He's literally lost at sea at that point. Exactly. He's not a sailor. He's a cop. Uh, I, Roy Schneider has to face his fear by himself. And, and that's what it all boils down. You were to. mentioning earlier of um, a line: the shark goes in the w- cage, goes in the water. Shark in the water. You said chasing Amy. That's Clerks. Yep. No, the but I, what I'm talking about is the the spoof of the injury scene is chasing Amy. It's even lit and staged. Like, oh yeah, okay. Like the I thought you were talking scene. about the salsa shark. No, no, no. That's yeah. Uh, there's a Jaws reference in face. There's a Jaws reference in every Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Like literally in Mallrats, he was going to propose when Jaws pops out of the water at Universal. It's so romantic. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, Zach, what's your number one? Uh, I have uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, there we uh, go. Another person into the cove. Because <laughs> uh, something we haven't mentioned yet about it, it was basically an independent film. Like, Fox came in later. Uh, he made that outside of the studio system. He went out with his friends to basically make a movie and made one of the biggest, well, the biggest franchise of all time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, is Alan Ladd dead? Does anybody know who Alan Ladd is? He's know. a producer for Fox who like greenlit uh, uh, Star Wars, but like he he basically was the only fucking champion of that movie that yeah. made it go. He let him do what they want. Really. Yeah, he let Lucas um, run the run so the. So if he's, I'm not sure if he's dead or not, but if he's still around, God bless you. And if he is dead, whatever. But God bless you also. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, that, that bless you, lad. I think they they had just thought it was going to be this cheap kids picture so they're like yeah do whatever what whatever the hell he had made american graffiti which was also really kind of an independent film because francis ford coppola put up a lot of money on that and helped out a lot put his name to it to allow it to get made and it made a lot so that kind of gave him some clout but then it was like you're going to want to do what now wookies what the what the hell are you talking about life debts this is going to be a tough fucking pick. For I, don't, I don't think, I don't it think so. I don't, I don't really. think, I think we is. have like a lot, but it's, it, there's a lot of them that have the same amount of. Picks. You'll be surprised. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so that's our number one. Uh, mine and David's was Jaws, made 260 million. David, or excuse me, Daniel and Zach both had Star Wars. I forgot what it made. And a uh, lot, like yeah. 750. Uh, hold on. Oh, I've, I have it written down here: 460 million domestic when it was released. And then TJ had Jurassic Park. Uh, David, you got any more Twitter picks? We pretty much all said what's been said on Twitter. Okay, you want to go around and do honorable mentions? My honorable mention, uh, mine was Star Wars and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T. Oh, never mind. And I wanted, to, I wanted to say Blues Brothers, but it only made $57 million, so I couldn't even... Yeah, Blues Brothers it. is vastly overrated, in my opinion. No. So overrated. No. The movie I does not hold fuck. up. Yes, Josh, it does. Josh, you're delusional. I am delusional because that is my absolute one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, and Back to the Future too. Yeah, Back to the Did Future. Did Caddyshack is. come out in the summer? Because that's my new knows. number I'm one. I'm not sure on that one. Daniel, uh, Daniel, go ahead and say your honorable mention. I'll <laughs> David just slipped back into hosting there. Uh, my honorable mentions: Back to the Future and Spider Man. 
Uh, Avengers also and Independence Day. Um, they all should be mentioned, but they couldn't make my yeah, Independence Day. A lot of people mentioned um, because it really reestablished Independence Day as a as an as that weekend you want to win. That was the last movie my father saw in a theater. We went and saw Dick Tracy in 1989 and my dad or 90 whatever and my dad fell asleep during it and said he would never pay for a nap again independence day brought him back to the theater (laughs) that is the last time he went back to a theater that is power that's the power of will smith saying welcome to earth welcome to earth all right before we get to tj's honorable mentions i do want to mention that caddyshack was july 25th Oh, that's my number one. Change my theory there. Caddyshack. But, it, blockbuster, but blockbuster. it only made $39 million. That's because people were bullshit stupid. Um, All right, TJ, what's your honorable mentions? Uh, just because I want to shoehorn this movie into any conversation that we possibly have on this podcast, it's Fucking Die Hard, released July 15th, 1988. My favorite movie of all time. Forgot that it was a summer film. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it, it was a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, it yeah. set the standard for. And, and if we had a Christmas movie, if film. we were doing Christmas movies, oh, I think that's... we did do Christmas. No, we, 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 we talked it. about this on villains that's because it. Hans. Yeah. Um, came anyway, up. yeah, Die Hard is one of my favorite films of all, or my favorite film of all time. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, now that um, for mine, now that uh, Independence Day was mentioned, I wanted to represent the fact that sequels play a really big role in summer blockbusters and I think the best summer blockbuster sequel hasn't been mentioned. It hasn't been mentioned. It's Terminator 2. Yeah. And that's, oh, another, yeah. that's another yeah. film that the effects still hold up to this day. Still entertaining as hell. I will watch it every time that it's on. Yeah. Um, it is it is the epitome of what a summer film should be. Big, loud, huge stars, bit, uh, uh, nearly unstoppable villain. Just overall, you look at it and it's like, yeah, this movie got released in the summer, no doubt. If you had no idea when it was released. All right, Zach, what's your honorable mentions? Um, honorable mention. Well, I got uh, the. I didn't do a lot of research on on the fact on this fact, but it's one of the few summer blockbusters that actually won the Oscar for best picture, best director, best actor. And a lot of people forget it's a summer Forrest movie, Gump. but Forrest Gump. Um, there's Sorry, a, still your there's a new yeah. There's this you know kind of new backlash of people against Forrest Gump, but that was a great movie. It still still really kind of holds up, and yeah. it's uh, and it made a ton of money. Well, as a native of Greenbow, Alabama, and, yes. I just didn't. And it has Alabama football in it, so it you know it's. It's a special place. Yeah. Sorry, um, I, I'm sorry to interject once more, but is isn't Greenbow a fictional town in Alabama? Yeah, it is Greensboro. No. It's sort of Greensboro Greenbow? and Greenville. Kind yeah, of, but yeah. Greenbow is not a real no, place. Not Look, right. we'd name town stupid by, shit that sound a lot of like it's probably Green Street, Alabama, somewhere in deep south. Bio Alabama. the battery is actually real. Okay, all right. So we figured out that debate. It could just be for some that Forrest Gump dumbass saying. I don't think it really exists. <laughs> there's about a you know about a. I, I've been to Greens, Green Greensboro before. I don't well, think it was supposed to be Greensboro. Of these folks in <laughs> okay. Green, all right. No. Fair enough. Uh, all right. All right. You guys ready to assemble this Mount Rushmore? Yeah. What do we have? Is multiple because there was a lot. I will, I will say that pretty I much the, conse- oh, the consensus. Jaws and Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. And the fourth, is, the fourth is going to be the hard one that we're going to argue about a long time. Star Wars, really? We got Avengers. Avengers got mentioned twice. Uh, Ghostbusters got mentioned a few, like three, three, three times. times. Okay, I'm willing to throw Ghost. I'm willing to throw my Batman out and put Ghostbusters on there. That's a good boy. Oh no, Batman has to be above Ghostbusters. No, no Ghostbusters no, is way, way better. You're so much full of better. Shit. Look, I think I'm, Batman look, should be above Star Wars. Look, I understand what? Batman's impact. You can put Batman as like 4A, but just for the sake of argument, 
I like Ghostbusters a hell of a lot more than I like Batman. It's I wasn't year. going I wasn't going favoritism on my list, but I'm going to go now. All right, uh, so uh, uh, so the uh, Mount Rushmore of summer blockbusters whoa, easy are easy with pulling the trigger on this. All right, TJ, all right. what do you want to argue for? Oh, shit. So what are we locked in on? We're locked in on Jaws, Star Wars, and Jurassic Park because I'm pretty sure we all mentioned that. No, I didn't mention Star Wars. I didn't mention it, but it was in my honorable mentions. Like it was, it was. Uh, it didn't make my mentions list. Don't count. That's why honorable, honorable mentions. All right. You're going to honestly tell me the Star Wars is not. It's. it's it should be up there. Better than Batman. Fucking Batman, Batman needs to be on this fucking thing. No, it Freelist doesn't. Mentioned it. It had two number one spots and one number two spot. So. It's Star Wars pretty is much way better there. It, it is. It's. Jaws, Can Star I just Wars. Look at that liquor bottle you got over there. All right, so the Mount Rushmore, we're going to go ahead and lock it in. God damn. Sorry, TJ. Just Not- enjoy your liquor. Drink it. You'll forget about it soon. <laughs> summer Blockbusters, Jaws, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, and Ghostbusters. Three out of four. Hey, 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 really, hey really quick with there. I just want everyone to... <laughs> That's a perfect fucking game. Ah, I got the list. I, I sacrificed a perfect game yeah. for the sake of let's just finishing this now because I gotta go somewhere. All right, Jesus all right. Christ. Well, thank you guys for being on. Uh, this was a good one, I think. No. Man, we'll figure it out. Uh, we Shut up, up, TJ. You lose every time. Batman, Sorry, you can't Batman fucking didn't win. make the fucking list, despite the fact that the three of us mentioned it. Collusion. Conspiracy. Yeah, three. Uh, we we had three Ghostbusters. Three too, Ghostbusters. So. This was a travesty yeah. of a fucking podcast. I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you, Daniel, for being on. Hey, thank you, Josh. Hey, thank you, TJ. Anybody I'm sorry you're Josh. upset. I'm always upset after that. Thank you, Zach, for, for being on and, and contributing to the conversation. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. And always, thank you, David, for coming back. It's wonderful to be back. Um, um, I think my next assignment is somewhere going to be in uh, Angola. Looking forward to um, see staying at a nice five-star property there. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bob and, and Tyler. When I say, say five-star, that's the militant group that runs the establishment <laughs> of the five-star organization. Thank you, Bob and Tyler, our co-sound guys this week. We were... It was it, we were passing mics between like four of us, uh, it, but I think it worked out all right. Uh, our show Twitter handle is at Mount, at Mount Rush for we announce the topic each Monday, uh, so follow us and then you can tweet back our list and we'll read it on the air. Our show website is well that's cool TV and we're on the right sidebar. Uh, we're also on iTunes. You can search Mount Rush for listen to Twitter or excuse me, listen to Trivial Pursuits over. Well, that's cool as well. Uh, we're trying to cl- create a Tuscaloosa podcast network. So if you have a show idea, go to well, that's cool dot com and, and go ahead and click it. Also, if you have a washer or dryer for sale, I could use one. So just uh, tweet at Bart Farker on Twitter, and you know I'll give you a fair price. Let it, let it be done too. Uh, at the Daniel Wagner, I'm going to be doing two nights at Largo, the 17th and 18th of this month in July. I'm going to be at Largo down in LA. I'm doing a little stand up. We're going to do a little show stuff too there. Come and check us out. It's a really good show. It's going to be me. I've got Nick Kroll coming on there. It's going to be a really good show. You should be definitely come out. Largo, 17th, 18th. Be there anything anything else daniel yeah if you want some photos done dating? weddings portraits divorces whatever <laughs> at d smith images just shoot me a line right, we'll figure on. something out we gotta get why Zach's are you Twitter showing me a picture too. of a child uh, right now if you need any uh, family counseling <laughs> i don't know i can't really plug anything there just what's your twitter handle oh uh the real poke chop yeah it's a good follow it's a good follow he's he's protected but you can you can request and he'll he'll let you do it i'll i'll, I'll, I'll add you all right, all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the audience for sitting through this heat. Uh, thank you to Well That's Cool for letting us do this. 
Uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. See you. See you next week. Perfect game. Fuck you, Daniel.